another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show starring Coach Potts and Rockin' Ross. Today's episode is another one of those doozies as I like to refer to them. Ross is talking about wood, I'm talking about yoga, you're gonna enjoy. Keep tuning in, this is our fourth episode and we're continuing to get better every time we do this. The Home and Body Improvement Show starring Rockin' Ross and Coach Potts. What is going on, my man? Doing great. How are you doing, Andy? Hey, I'm doing a lot better now that I'm talking to you, my good friend Ross Chairs. Thank you, man. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. How's your day? What's going? What's happened? I don't what know. Up to? What do you think, dude? Are we going to do this again? Are we doing it? Let's dive on in, man. I'm ready. God Let's do it. bless you, man. You're a good person. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing great, man. It's just another Monday in the uh, House of Pots, so I got nothing uh, really new to report. Um... I don't know, man. I, I haven't, you know, the, I've kind of dialed it back on the home improvement, man. So after I did all the painting and the, the building and the staining and everything else, I'm kind of just putting everything away. And it's like the most painful part of the process because it's like cleaning. You know what I mean? Like you save the cleaning for the very end. And it's like the last thing you want to do. And now that it's like near an end, I'm kind of like taking my time with it. So that's what I've been doing. I've been cleaning I've been cleaning. Yeah, I call that my cardio whenever at the end of the day. It's just my little tedious old details. It's like, I don't want to, but I'm going to have to do this, you know. So you clean at the end of the day, though, right? Like I've cleaned, you know, it's it's my place, right? So it's been like maybe about two months since I started doing this stuff, and I don't clean every day. I just kind of shove it off into a corner and deal with it until now, so weeks later. So it's just like weeks and weeks of things just building up. I'm like, eh, I get to it tomorrow. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. It's like your dishes in your apartment, right? It's like your dishes in the apartment. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, I don't want to do them, but all right, well, I get more dishes later. So, Hey, what uh, what projects you got going on right now? Uh, this week, you know, we just finished up uh, insulating uh, our client's uh, attic right above the bathroom. It's their second bathroom, and they live in a ranch home. And so we're happy to be out of the attic. I'm happy not to be wearing a suit anymore. So now... Uh, we just put up some drywall and we did some patching. And so on top of that, uh, we are ready to get to doing tiling for our shower. So I'm excited. So we put up some den shield this week. Uh, that's like, do you know what den shield is? No. Uh, do you know what cement board is? No. Sheetrock? Yes. Right, standard sheetrock. Well, the new material that is used, uh, it's den shield. It's, so it's kind of a mix between drywall and fiberglass and so this has a nice little water barrier uh, with a little spray clear coat on it so you're going to pretty much cut down on let's say like seal coating your shower you know they people probably seen those little kits that's in like you know like a five gallon bucket you know or less where you can just it's like rubber rubber paste coat you can put on the walls well this kind of helps out eliminating doing some of that work for your ceiling your shower I got a question. When it comes to like the materials that you need, do you pick them up like at the beginning, drop them all off there and just use it? Or do you like go to the store every morning? It depends. It's like everything. It depends on your workflow. You know, sometimes, you know, uh, if it's like a Thursday, you know, and we want to kind of knock things out on a Friday, we're going to knock it, get our materials Thursday morning, you know, prep, get what we need. And then, you know, make it to the client's house and have pretty much everything ready, you know? So it's like, 
you know, like everybody, you have. I I said to a friend who's another contractor, you might just have a materials day where you just go get supplies and materials. Like, all right, I got tile. I got all the tile I needed. I got you know screws. I got you know my screws to tack the hardy board down. And um, yeah, it's just sometimes it just kind of it can vary, but sometimes systematically it's like you know we got to get this tile up on the wall. So that's what I look forward to this week and um just executing we just prepped it where the wet saw is going to be we kind of decided our location which is nice it's on a back porch which is probably you know 18 feet from where we are working so it's kind of close so this is kind of like again it's like the guest bathroom you know close to the kitchen so again you know i'm like the weekend warrior so it's like anytime i see like new technology or new anything i'm always like i gotta talk to ross and ask him about this but you said wet saw right that literally is just a saw that has water pouring on top of it right right that's a wet saw because i saw they're they're doing a new like condo construction near where i live and they were taking cinder blocks and just cutting them with a wet saw right yeah with that they would probably use a gas powered uh saw you know and what do you just have two indian fellows going back and forth no, you just it, pretty much you have you know you get your two laborers you know and uh, depends what their system is you know. Uh, how would you describe those, your system? How our system is, you know, I'm the cutter and my father, uh, he he's pretty much the guy who's installing. My you know? prom date so, was a cutter. Your what? My prom? No, it was my homecoming date was a cutter. Oh, was a cutter. Oh, that's nice. Nice. She sure was. Was the was the corsage uh, a box of band aids? No, but I mean, I do have the pictures from my homecoming, and you could definitely see the marks on her arms. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't afraid to flaunt it. She uh, wore a sleeveless dress and everything. Oh, that's nice. Did she wear her her favorite band to the to the prom? <laughs> like the t shirt? Who? No, 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 no. Oh, I know what you're saying. Like a band t shirt? Yeah, yeah. No, no. She wore a dress. She wore a dress. It was probably one of the most miserable uh, experiences I had in terms of, like, going on a date. You know, you're in high school. I mean, it's awkward to begin with, right? But literally at the end of, you know, the dance, everybody in my party, because this is the, my homecoming. It was at my school. My friends, we all had planned to go to a restaurant afterward, and she's like, I don't want to go. I was like, what do you mean you want to go? She's like, I don't want to go. And neither did her friend, who, was, who also went with my friend. So we're like, uh, what do you want? She's like, uh, well, we'll just... Uh, We'll um we'll drop you off, and we literally just dropped them off. You dropped them off. We, just we dropped them off, and then we went to the restaurant, and it was just my buddy and I with the group of friends and their dates, and it was just a miserable experience. <laughs> and I don't know if that I doubt it had anything to do with her being a cutter, but she was a cutter, and uh, it was a really bad homecoming. So ah, uh, that's funny. That's funny. Ah, uh, uh, high school teen angst. Teen angst. <laughs> Man. Uh, so, so back to the cutting. Uh, back to the cutting. <laughs> Put your best blade forward. Um, yeah, no. It's sometimes it's like, you know, I have like a like. So like, let's say your 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 wet your wet saw, right? So like, you have hey folks, I'm well aware this is really boring, but Ross is my good friend, and he seemed pretty enthusiastic okay, talking awesome. about cutting stuff. So I just kind of let him go on and on and on. But like, as you know, this is the fourth episode, and we will get better trying to make this a little bit more. I don't know and how you say smooth. Anyway, back to listen to the Ross ramble. Right there. I grab the piece of tile and I cut it. And then pretty much on my left side, I have another table where that's my drying station where I ah. dry the, t- 
the piece of tile. Yeah. So then, and then if I have like three pieces, you know, one, two, three, I have to pretty much do one at a time. And mostly, you know, I just can't knock out three pieces and hand them to them. No. It's pretty much cut this, give me this. Cut this, give me this. So, so you're always manning the saw. He's telling you what he needs. It really is a system. It is a system. Yeah. And it's, Would it's you call great. It, was it the chairs system or system of chair, you know? The, the way we yeah. chair, would you tell people, like, do you use it a verb, like, well, we're chairing the tile right now? Like, what does that mean? Well, that's our chairing tile system. Uh, that's us cutting. That's our cutting system. Cutting system? <laughs> yeah, that's a process, you know. It's, that's how we, that's, and that's through, like, for like I could say about through about 15 years of experience of just working with this and just trying to find what's the best way. You know, you see other people, but it's just like, you know, you're doing it. Yeah, you're doing it on your I mean, you're doing it the way you know how it needs to get done. I have a question for you, which I already think I know the answer to. Have you tuned in to the Bulls documentary yet? I know you're pushing this on me. I did not. What? But but I'll check this out. A girl that I know uh, posted a picture on Instagram of her um her with a photo with her with her arms around Dennis Rodman. You got to like, be kidding hey. me. Oh, look at that. And it was probably current age Dennis Rodman. Oh, like, wow. so this is after the North Korea thing. Yeah. So yeah. in theory, in she's my... touching somebody who's touched Kim, Kim Jong-un, who isn't doing that well these days, I hear. I hear he's not. I hear he's not. It all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. So tell me, give me a quick update. What's been happening with the Bulls documentary? Well, th- I, I will tell you where I'm at right but now. Where I'm at, where I'm honestly at is a state of frustration because... It literally, like the internet, I don't have cable TV anymore. I'm one of those cord cutters, if you will. And Uh-oh. I decided to use the ESPN app to watch the show, you know, et cetera, so forth. And it was working fine up until when the show started. And then I just got like this choppy reception. And so I went through like every possible way I could to like stream the episode like during so i wasn't really paying attention it was cutting in and out i was getting mad you could tell like i I really wanted to punch a wall i didn't but it was like so i need to go back and rewatch uh episodes three and four but it seems like where we're at now man where did we end they they just made the uh, the whole pistons thing came out that was um a big deal because all the quotes now are from you'll see like these espn memes that have like quotes from the show and what was it? Horace Grant had called them a bunch of bitches. That was like a. <laughs> That's funny. It's fun. You know what's funny too is they're dropping the f bomb. You know, and it's you, you know Michael Jordan. You typically think is being like, like a clean cut, you know, very um, presentable guy, but he's been dropping the f bomb. You know, they've been saying shit fuck the entire you know show, and it's so unlike ESPN. But it's great. It's actually nice to see these guys with their guard down. I mean, the way I kind of you know he's he's late fifties, like fifty seven, I believe. So he's not like old old, right? But like yeah. you know, he's at a point right now. He he probably doesn't care anymore. Like you know what I mean? He's he solidified his spot. It's not like he's going to do anything in the rest of his life that's going to trump what he did in the earlier part of his life. So, you know, right. I, I think, you know, he, you can tell every time he's, when, when he sits under the interview, he usually has a cocktail and a cigar right next to him. I mean, you know, he's a legend. Seriously. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's probably just, you know, you know, nipping on whatever he's got, he made that day. And uh, he's just rolling back thinking about the uh, the old memories of the Bulls and, you know, loose lips, man. And, it's, and it's, so that's why, that's part of the reason I think the documentary is so good is none of those guys care anymore. It's like over 20 years removed from when it first happened. It's not like we're talking about something that happened like a couple of years ago. And there's no, oh my God. and you can't touch them. You know what I mean? There's no ramifications for anything they say. So they're being completely candid. So it has been an awesome documentary. 
If you like sports, which I know you're a huge fan, would you you'd consider yourself to be a big sports fan, wouldn't you? Yeah, man, I enjoy watching it with a jersey that I personally bought uh, at Hollywood <laughs> Mirror. It just says sports. Yeah, go sports team, go right. Go sports team, go, and I I use that for any event that's related to sports, like that hockey, the baseball. Um, what's another one? Basketball, which you talk about, and yeah. uh, football. No, I think been, it's great. It's been great because you know no live sports are on now, so now I've had an opportunity to catch up on previous sports. Now they're playing all these old baseball games and old football games and stuff like that. Ross, it's no matter what you do, it, there's always going to be some sports on. And I know a guy like you, you know, when you're not lighting candles and trying to put your ankle behind your head, you know, mm-hmm. and, and cutting tile, I know you're a big sports guy, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing true pose. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I think we should dive into the questions for today. I got two of them. Oh, really? Excellent. Yeah. This was the question I had for you because um, I told you I built a loft in my apartment. And there was one thing I learned after I built my bars. Do not buy the discount wood. So if Home Depot has a section that says, it actually said 80% off. And I was like, great. And, you know, I'm just using it to frame whatever. It was all kind of crooked. It was absolutely horrible. The whole bar kind of came out on a little bit of a slant. And then you're trying to put like those little uh, pieces of wood shims underneath it to balance it out. It was just miserable. I'll never buy discount wood again. But one thing that I'm trying to, I don't know if you know, and I'm hoping you know, like what's the difference between like pine and cedar and whatever? And do you have a, like if, if I'm building a deck, is there one wood that's preferential over another? I mean, all right, so like, let's just say you want pressure-treated wood for an outside deck. Pressure-treated wood is pretty much like wood that's been like soaked in chemicals, you know, from you know a, a, a mill, you know. So look for pressure-treated if it's outdoors, and I'm assuming it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, it's heavy and it's dense, and that's what people what, what I've done to build a client's uh, like post for their fence about pressure-treated wood, just because I didn't want this thing to rot, you know. Um, it's always whenever you touch it, it kind of looks green, a little slimy after a while, and then it kind of loses its, its greeny greenness and sliminess. Um, brush treated, you know, Got it. it's pretty much the standard. But majority of the wood that that we do use is pine, you know, pine wood, um, and then like uh, pretty much it's, it's like four by sixes, you know, two by fours, and pretty much first when I get used two by fours, I want to make sure that's straight as best as possible so it's a learning curve pretty much you know if you're looking at a piece of wood you're at the end and you're grabbing it with your hands and you pretty much look down the line and you want to see if it's curving to the right curving to the left and you have to accept you will definitely go through almost a whole bundle depends on how many pieces of wood you need you know i've got like why is that so like because you know that's another thing too is like when i started picking out wood because i learned when i made my first mistake when i was building a bar is that like I actually do put it on the floor almost like you would like a pull cue, you know, just to see is it like veering to the right. But if it's like if it's going through like, I don't know, it's a sawmill or a, wherever they make the wood, wherever they get up. Why isn't it just the same? I don't understand why some pieces are crooked and other pieces aren't. It's a, it's a natural. It's nature. It's natural. It's natural wood. So it depends on how. Is that like it, is it is it the equivalent of like me and you like some like one of us is funny one of us isn't it's kind of a natural thing yeah like i'm more talented than you as a carpenter but mm. also you're kind of you know i'd say slow at driving you know so it's something <laughs> oh fair, that, com- fair comparison thank you yeah no problem straightforward to the point 
Um, no, it's just a natural wood. And I always thought that was kind of funny because, however, the tree branch is growing and you can cut the wood perfectly. Awesome. And then we put in the bundle, it looks great. But then again, depends on where the water is in the wood and then how actually you take it off that, that pile and you're going to sit on the ground. I've had like 30 pieces of wood that were perfect, but then there I had probably five to 10 pieces that kind of twisted a little bit. So, well, that's another thing. That's why I found out the importance of trim, right? So, like, when you're, you know, all the blemishes, all the curves, all like the little nooks, like, you know, nooks and crannies or whatever can be covered up with decent trim, which is why I'm guessing it's so goddamn expensive. Right. And so, like, you know, there's a lot of contractors that, like, are trying to cut down on their budget from buying solid wood trim. There's MDF board, and it's like compressed, like, wood shaving fibers that just are very fine where I can put into a mold and then you actually have the same look as trim as like a baseboard, but it's made up MDF. Now depends if you get some liquid underneath that MDF board, it can expand and rupture. If you have regular wood, you're going to pretty much avoid that. So, so it, it, this is, this is what I'm, I'm hearing. If it's going to be outdoors, you got to look for pressure treated and regardless of what wood you get, take the time to go through the stack of wood you're at Pick out the pieces, the best pieces you can find, because it's going to be worth it. And my little two cents is, even if you do, you know, can't find the most perfect wood in the world, you're going to find some trim in order to cover it up and make it look good. Right, but yeah, outside it's always pressure treated. You don't use regular two by fours. You're not, you know, oh, it's it's always pressure treated indoor. Explain, you know, what is particle board? Particle particle board is the leftover shavings of pretty much what they're cutting. And it's compressed down with like a composite glue, and then it's pretty much spit out. So if you're trying to build up a floor where you just like, you know, for like build up a floor in your kitchen, you know, since or your bathroom, right? And you don't want to use plywood because you're gonna you want to save ten bucks. You probably go for particle board. So it's more or less it's more or less the hot dog of the lumber world. Yeah. Just whatever's left, mush it together, toss it out, make it cheap, people love it. Right, and, and a lot of new construction is a lot of that's is used for new construction due to the the builder wanting to cut down on his budget. You know, still it's a million dollar house, but you know what are my materials? And a lot of it can be cut down just on cheap materials, but with a nice finish, with nice toys. You know, good tile, good trim, other things. So it's and as long as it's everything's making its mark and it looks cosmetically looks nice fine you know but i saved myself a bunch of money by just kind of going to cheaper you know cheaper options so that was another thing too when i when i was putting up shelves oh i forget what they call it but like the white shelves actually like you go by the finished shelves in the shelf section right by you know where they have everything else but then you could also go to where the lumber is and what do they call that wood uh particle not particle board um, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's probably going to come to me as soon as this is over. So you're saying the wood, like white wood shelves, are for your closet, right? Yes, but then like you could buy like long strips of it and cut it yourself. Oh yeah, uncut pieces. They're like twelve footers. Yeah, they're... but it's like you save money on it, and like because when you go to get the finished shelves, they're like very expensive. You know, and they're already pre-cut and they look nice and everything. That's fine, but like you could also do that yourself because they have that wood available in the lumber section. What I'm saying is if right. you want a shelf, what I did for my shelves on this last one was I just used wood and I stained it and it looks fine. So yeah. 
I don't know why you'd spend so I mean, it depends. I guess if you just want, you know, something to hang that's already to go, you know, feel free to spend that much money. But if you want to put a little bit of effort into it, I think you could also save a lot of money just with a yeah. fresh coat of paint or some stain. It's a pre made shelf is what you're looking for, right? Yeah. Pre made. We're sorry it done for you. Um a lot of homeowners, you know, are sometimes too scared of cutting cutting their wood with, you know, skill saw. You know, sometimes it's easier for them just to buy it pre made. You know, um, I know Chicago can be a place where if you live in a condo where you want to do these things yourself, you know, um, it depends on if you have room on your back porch to do it and cut it, you know, or your your neighbors going to hear you. I know a lot of I worked at a condo in the city in the West Loop where, you know, they didn't want contractors to come by on the weekends. But, you know, homeowners can do things and pretty much do their own remodeling at their house. But they would sometimes question what are you doing you know so it's everyone's kind of looking out for the the best interest but melamine 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 you ever heard of that i've heard of it that's the white shelf board that i'm thinking of we also have the you know it is the home and body improvement show we got to get the body you're right about that yeah of course you know why i'm right because i looked it up on the internet staring right at me and the internet does not lie. <laughs> I know it's just—it's just a funny word when you hear these words like melamine. You're like, yeah, melamine board. You're like, oh, yeah, that board that makes no sense, but it does make sense because it's an organic-based, nitrogen—you know, nitrogen-rich compound used for manufacturing, you know, like cooking utensils, plates, plastics, products, and more. Yeah, melamine. It's durable. Melamine. It's fine. The it's melamine. It's unbreakable. Dude. So that's, that's what they offer. The question I have for me, because I do not. Leave it up to you to come up for questions because I know you're a busy guy. And you can't the questions rely on come me over. for questions. I don't. <laughs> I was okay. Ask I'm, me a question. Go. All right. See what I mean? A, you couldn't come up with anything. Did you work on your crunchies this week? My did crunchies. You do some did you do some ab work? <laughs> What'd you do? Yeah, man, I did it all. The question I have for myself, which I know I actually want a little bit of perspective from you, not too much because you get to be a little long-winded. But what are the benefits of yoga? So I don't mind asking myself that question because I do happen well, to have. This is a good question because I uh, was a certified yoga teacher. Great, and so I'm, am I. I'm gonna, I want to hear this, uh, you know, this little uh, debate between you and me. And what are the benefits of yoga? And I, you, I you am certified. First. I did the Core Power Yoga online certification, which I don't know if you knew this. All you have to do is mail in a piece of paper that says you did the cert, the, the online certificate. They don't actually check or anything. <laughs> you know, you just got to – not that I would do that. You know, I, <clears throat> of course, did all the coursework and uh, <laughs> I'm certified, you know. Anyway, so – Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. They just want your money. But, I, yeah, I, I, I like yoga. The benefit to me of yoga, if nothing else, is it's an organized way of stretching, which I – I don't think you could find a human being unless they're completely lying to themselves that would say that mobility is something that you don't need. We all need mobility, but how are you going to go about doing it, right? And you can do the the standard stretches with, you know, the, you know, you grab your elbow behind your head and stretch out your tricep and lean to your left and lean to your right and try and touch your toes. But is that really an organized way that you're doing over and over and over again? The one thing that I had mentioned before on prior podcasts, I'm sure, 
is that hip and shoulder mobility are the two most important things to keep yourselves young. And you'll find that almost all of the yoga poses are going to hit those two specific areas. You know, if right. you want to do the funky stuff where you're getting inverted and, you know, pigeon pose, and like I was joking around about earlier, but I don't think it's really a joke, where you try to take your ankle and put it behind your head, you know, that stuff's fantastic, but that would be the equivalent of running like a 4-4-40. I mean, is it great to be able to run that fast? Sure. Is it necessary to be live to long to live a long and happy life? No. So when it comes to mm. yoga and stretching and all these types of things, do you have to be able to get as deep into the pose as like maybe some guy that was born in Calcutta who's been doing this his whole life? No. But to do those stretches on a regular basis is going to help you with your mobility. And to me, the three things that you need to live a long and happy, healthy life are the mobility, the nutrition, and the strength training, the resistance training, right? So, and then with that is obviously cardiovascular. We can talk about, well, sleep is important too. And it, but, but yoga, where does it fit into the spectrum of like, let's say, a balanced um, workout routine? I think it's something that you should consciously do either a little bit every day or an entire workout once or twice a week if we're talking about balance, meaning not completely focusing on it. Now, if right. somebody... I, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, if someone is... that They love it, right? And they're not going to go to the gym unless they're doing yoga and they see some, like, you know, long, lean, sexy yogi and they want to look like her or they want to date her and it, you know, keeps them going to the gym. I'm not against that either. I mean, doing... I always... I, I ascribe to the... The mantra that it's always better to do something than to do nothing. So if somebody's like, yeah, I do car- core power yoga, and uh, that's all I do. And then, well, what classes do you do? Well, you, you at least do the sculpt class. I don't like the sculpt classes. I like to do the hot yoga, and I do the uh, the C2s or the C1s or whatever, blah, 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 right? And that's fan- mm-hmm. That's fine. If you're not going to do anything, and or you're going to do something, and that one something is just you doing yoga, I'm sure that's fine. Within yoga, there is some sort of... Uh, strength training, if you say strength training, it's a little bit misleading because I don't think you particularly get strong in the classical sense in terms of lifting heavy objects when you're doing yoga. But the ability to hold yourself in a plank position, the push-up position for over a minute or so, you know, bent arm planks, uh, invisible chair, I mean, that requires some, you know, semblance of strength, right? So, to say you get, but to say you get strong doing yoga, I think is a little misleading. To say that you're able to use your body and space better, I totally agree with that. And that's something that a lot of exercises like that just required, you know, dumbbells, like we're doing bicep curls, we're doing shoulder presses, we're doing bench presses, whatever. You know, you're not going to be able to, over time, that's going to lend itself, especially with the squatting and stuff too, if you're not going deep enough, right? That's going to promote... Um, you know, less mobility, you're going to get stiff in those areas and that's going to open you up to injury, right? So if we're just lifting, that's not ideal. If we're just stretching, that's not ideal. A combination of the two is ideal. But again, if you're doing one or the other uh, and you're, and you're fruit, if, if, if you love to do yoga and you hate to lift weights and you, the alternative to that is doing nothing, then I'm going to say, go yes, what you're doing is fine. You know, continue with it. But ideally, we want to work something on top of that. So yoga should be the part of any balanced resistance training program, any exercise regime. regime did I say that right? Regiment. Um, mm-hmm. But it it doesn't. I don't think it should be the sole focus of it. Just, but I also feel the same way about strength training. I don't think strength or lifting weights per se should be the focus of all the um, of whatever exercise routine you're deciding to do. So it does have its place. It's a way to promote mobility. It's a great system because it primarily promotes shoulder and hip mobility, which is the two things that I think you should focus on in order to keep your body young. Right. Done. 
All right, my quick my point my counter is to that to add to to add to it. This I what I like about the yoga is the spiritual aspect of it. But what I appreciate about it is the body checking in and the self awareness. And when you first walk into your practice, in my opinion, I want to respect my practice and know that this is a benefiting thing for myself and my body. And I have to accept that, that this is here, I'm present, I got to, and also like focusing on my posture and my stance the whole time. And I'm thinking when I do this, I'm thankful to have this vehicle of mine and trying to exercise and work it but also take my time through these poses, but also have engagement through every pose that I'm doing it. Not, you know, not just have pancake hands. I want to actually have like my, my fingers touching each other, embracing my pose, looking at down to my, down my middle finger towards the end and making a direction and making a conscious effort. You know, you, you do bring up something that, which I, I always fail to mention that like, there obviously, regardless of who you are, again, it'd be difficult to argue that like some sort of meditation or, you know, introspection on a daily basis isn't good for you. Of course it's good for you. And that is something you can also get during the practice of yoga. I've been to classes where, like, I hate to be that old guy that's like, you kids get rolling in my class. But, like, you know, these young kids are kind of, like, laughing at each other or, like, what are you doing? And, like, all of a sudden the instructor usually chimes in and says, hey, you know, we, we, we observe silence during this class. And it's like, right. yeah, because the truth is that is, like, one of the few times during the entire day or I don't have to listen to anyone else talk except for an instructor. And I'm also kind of like in my head, out of my head, practicing, you know, all of this sucks. Oh, I got to shut that part of my voice. You know, I got to shut that part of my head down. You know, so, yeah, the, the there is obviously a benefit to yoga that includes like, you know, the actual spiritual side of it. I've never been when I tell people to do yoga, I'm not even thinking about that. That just happens to be something that happens when you're doing yoga to you, you know, obviously doesn't have that much going on in his life. I'm sure it really is important, <laughs> right? Like you look forward to that because, you know, you're spiritual and that's like a big deal or something. <laughs> I look forward to it because I, I like, I like my, I like my body and I like my self-awareness and we're, I have, you know, I always like to have like at least good posture and standing up straight. I don't like hunching because sometimes my, my job too, I can hunch by looking for, you know, by working on something. So I think it's just, I, I appreciate, again, I set my vehicle, my body. And I think, you know, what I've got about doing yoga is kind of help me have more self-awareness and, um, what, what do I want to put into it again? I always I always talk to, to other people about when they do yoga, it's your own practice and this is always repeated through core power yoga and through yoga. But it's your own practice and it's like what you put into it is what you get out of it. You know what? And I they kinda like this that. this uh this podcast, what you put in like I actually thought about these questions in advance and I don't think this episode sucked as much as the last one. That's good. You know what the most uh-huh. amazing thing about this episode in particular is that we used the term natural wood several times that did not make any dick jokes. <laughs> Would you say we're are we growing as individuals as podcasters? Yes, we are, we we are we have matured as adults here. We're we're in a we are in a good mutual conversation where we're not engaging in in, uh, in dick jokes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Ross, you got anything else for me? Um, I just want to say, how's the how is that little uh, that patio that porch thing you created? What do you call that? Andy, the loft. I call it the loft right now. The loft, okay. Yeah, it's more like All a right. mezzanine. I don't even know what the proper term for it would be. I essentially built a balcony inside my apartment. I'll, I'll show you some pictures. I get some sweet time lapses of me doing all my home improvement stuff, so I'm just trying to figure out a good way to bring all those out. But Nice. Did yeah. you make yourself a ladder or something? I made myself that, a or? ladder, yeah. 
stain. Uh, I put a rail get, up there, so hopefully nobody falls Did you make any, uh, you know, little koozies out of scrap wood that yeah. you were thinking about? I thought about doing that, but no, I did not. I bought my okay. own koozies. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Ross, this has been a treat. And once again, man, I'm glad I can be the best half hour of your entire week. I appreciate it, man. I got a smile on my side always. And I hope you are smiling over there too. Anything we need to look for? Go ahead and go ahead and plug yourself, my man. You can find us at uh, on Instagram at Rock Builders and Contractors. And you can find me on Rockin' Radio Ross on Instagram. And I do kind of go back and forth on posting stories on what we're doing with our project. So feel free to check us out. On I'll Instagram. be checking you out this week. And I want to see a lot of tile up there. Lots of tiles on your Instagram stories. I'll be thinking of you the whole time. Can't wait. <laughs> you're the best cutter I know. Hey, you're the best. Way better Healthy than that guy. day I had. Healthy. All right, the, shut it. We're out of here, brother. We'll do it again next week. All right, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye, friends. There you have it, folks. Another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. Please continue to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find the episodes at CoachPots.com. You can find me on Instagram at CoachPots, the number one, or on Facebook. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Send me a message. Ask us a question. We will get to it. I promise you. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.